Peace to you. Welcome to the Naked Truth, and thank you for joining me. We're going to pick up where we left off in the book of 2 Samuel. We've made it to chapter 17. If you want to read along with me, let's begin with verse 1. Moreover, Ahithophel said to Absalom, Now let me choose 12,000 men, and I will arise and pursue David tonight. So the people we're talking about are first the king's council. That's Ahithophel. First he was loyal to David when he was king, then and now he's loyal to Absalom, if you want to call it loyal. He's serving, he served David, now he's serving his son Absalom, who's taken the throne from King David. Um, and he's coming, he's got a plan and a plot for how to capture David, um, since David is once again on the run from his own son. Verse 2 I will come upon him while he is weary and weak, and make him afraid. And all the people who are with him will flee, and I will strike only the king. So once loyal servant has now turned treacherous, he's telling uh, David's son Absalom that the way that they should attack King David, well, former King David, or on the run King David, is by letting him sneak up on him and strike him down. He's saying he won't kill anybody else. He'll just kill uh, Absalom's father, David. Verse 3, then I will bring back all the people to you. When all return except the man whom you seek, all the people will be at peace. So Absalom is saying he can bring peace to the to the nation by killing off their king and replacing him. And he's saying he can be the one to do it. Verse 4, and the saying pleased Absalom and all the elders of Israel. So uh, blood apparently is not all that much thicker than water. Because his own son, who was just recently exiled, self-exiled for murdering his brother, has now returned and now taking over the throne and even plotting his death. Verse 5, then Absalom said, now call Hushai the archite also and let us hear what he says to you. So now Absalom, the son of David, is asking, um, is, tell, is directing that Hushai, the one who um, at first wanted to go along with David as he left the city in exile, but was sent back to act as a spy, as an informant for David, is now is being called to Absalom to see what his take on the thing, on the matter is. Verse 6, And when Hushai came to Absalom, Absalom spoke to him, saying, Ahithophel has spoken in this manner. Shall we do as he says? If not, speak up. So Absalom is questioning Hushai directly, asking him what's his opinion on things. Should they do as Ahithophel gave counsel to do, or does he have another opinion on how things should turn out? Verse 7, so Hushai said to Absalom, the advice that Ahithophel has given is not good at this time. So now Hushai, loyal to David, but pretending to be of service to Absalom, is now countering the advice that Ahithophel, the trusted king's counsel that Generally, it was ex accepted as being um, reliable, that people went to him as if they would go to the high priest um, for advice. And uh, like a prophet like Samuel or Moses, if whatever he said, they trusted was God sent. So now to hear someone counter contradicting what he has to say is probably jarring for him. Verse 8, verse 4 said Hushai, you know your father and his men, that they are mighty men, and they are enraged in their minds like a bear robbed of her cubs in the field and your father is a man of war and will not camp with the people so Hushai is telling Absalom he know how your daddy is he's like a wild man and sort of men 
the warriors that are going along with him, like a bear robbed of, of its cubs. That brings to mind me uh, more American politics when a certain hypocritical Republican woman from Alaska claimed she was like a bear uh, with the cubs or a pig in a blanket or a pig in a dress, something like that, basically saying how fierce she was. But you see, she turned out to be just like so many other Republican hypocrites, like the pig in the black gown who was cheating on her husband and now getting a divorce. The one from Alaska also getting a divorce and also all the pretentious stuff surrounding how she raises her kids. It's a party of just hypocrisy and theatrics. And unfortunately, a lot of Democrats go along with the same kind of nonsense, but they are starting as, as loud about it as the Republicans are. I guess that's how come it's a little less scandalous. Um, but what they're being told here by um, the council of the archite, because he's not among, he's among them, but he's a foreigner, is that you know how David is and uh, how his people are. So he's giving different advice. Verse nine, surely by now he's hidden in some pit or in some other place. And it will be when some of them are overthrown at the first and whoever hears it will say, there's a slaughter among the people who follow Absalom. So the way uh, the counsel that Hushai is giving is that um, a false report will circulate among the wild men who are traveling in league with David, that if they hear that there's a slaughter going on, even if it's a minor one, they'll assume that all of Absalom's um, soldiers, his, his side, his warriors, are on their heels and fleeing. Verse 10, and even he who is valiant, whose heart is like the heart of a lion, will melt completely. For all Israel knows that your father is a mighty man, and those who are with him are valiant men. So he's saying when even a false report gets back to the team that's following Absalom, uh, they're going to be terrified at the thought of David and his warriors pursuing them. David is the same one who was able to defeat Goliath with the slingshot. Um, but now he's running and fleeing from his own son rather than uh, taking him on in war. Verse 11, therefore, I advise that all Israel be fully gathered to you from Dan to Beersheba, like the sand that is by the sea for multitude, and that you go to battle in person. So now Hushai is giving different advice for sure, saying that the entire nation, all the tribes should be gathered together to support Absalom from the north to the south. That's what he's saying by Dan to Beersheba. Dan is like one of the northernmost points of the tribes, and Beersheba is one of the southernmost points of the tribes in what's being called the Holy Land. So he's saying all of the nations, all the tribes should be gathered together on um, to support Absalom. Verse 12, so we will come upon him in some place where he may be found, and we will fall on him as the dew falls on the ground, and on and of him and all the men who are with him, there shall not be left so much as one. So he's saying if all of the tribes gather together as one man and attack David and his forces, then they'll leave not even one of them alive. Verse 13, moreover, if he has withdrawn into a city, then all Israel shall bring ropes to that city and we will pull it into the river until there is not one small stone found there so Hushai is talking big game he's um probably convincing absalom by um the powerful threat that he's saying he should flex he's saying that they should go out as such a large army that if anyone opposes them any city opposes them if anyone in the city opposes them then they'll just take large ropes and raise the whole city down to the ground and drag it into the water. Uh, 
So all of that probably appeals to someone who's sort of an egomaniac. Verse 14. So Absalom and all the men of Israel said, the advice of Hushai the archite is better than the advice of Ahithophel, for the Lord has for the Lord had purposed to defeat the good advice of Ahithophel to the intent that the Lord might bring that the Lord might disaster on Absalom. So the narrator here is now letting us know. And I say narrator because we know it's not Samuel. Samuel's long dead. Last time we heard from him was the seance, but it's whatever scribe or whatever source has written it down and carried on the message, adding their editorializing that they believe that all of these turn event, events are from the Lord bringing them about so that Ahithophel's good counsel, you see it said it's good advice. So the advice that uh, he gave Absalom was actually good advice, at least according to the narrator, but it's all with the intent of overthrowing the forces of, Ahith of Ahithophel and Absalom, according to the narrator. Let's see. Verse 15. Then Hushai said to Zadok and Abiathar the priests, Thus and so Ahithophel advised Absalom and the elders of Israel, and thus and so I have advised. So now Hushai, the one who's actually loyal to David and given Absalom that alternate advice uh, rather than what Ahithophel said, has now gone back to the other two people who have, um, or two more people who have agreed to basically act as spies. And they're holy people, they're religious people, they're the priests and, um, and um, serving in that role. But they also are loyal to David and have agreed to return to Absalom's service, but only in pretense as they're actually going to act as informants to David of the different things that are going on while he's in exile. Verse 16, now therefore ascend quickly and tell David, saying, do not spend this night in the plains of the wilderness, but speedily cross over, lest the king and all the people who are with him be swallowed up. So Hushai is giving the other two and two of the other informants, Abiathar and Zadok, uh, the message to return to David and let him know, run for your life, flee while you can, get out now and cross over away from where you're staying now. If you don't, then you're facing certain death by your son. So to get out now is the message that he's sending back uh, to David. Verse 17, now Jonathan and Ahimaaz stayed at Enrogel, for they dared not be seen uh, coming into the city. So a female servant would come and tell them, and they would go and tell King David. So this isn't the same Jonathan who was basically David's lover. He's also long dead. This is another Jonathan, um, uh, the grandson, if I remember right, of Saul. Nahimaz is the other person who's agreed to act as an informant to um, King David. Um, so they, what they're saying here in verse 17, what they would do is rather than risk them being seen going back and forth, passing messages, they instead would just pass the message to um, a female servant and she would then uh, relay the message to David. Verse 18, nevertheless, a lad saw them and told Absalom, but both of them went away quickly and came to a man's house in Bahurim, who had a well in his court, and they went down into it. So even though they were trying to be covert with passing along the message as spies to the woman who was going to send it to David, they were still found out. And someone has informed the new king, Absalom, one who seized the throne that of their treachery. And so now they've gone in hiding into a well at uh, another woman's house. 
I'm sorry, at a man's house. Verse 19, then the woman took, oh, so it was a woman. I don't know why I thought it said man. They came to a man's house and bought her room. Um, hmm. I don't know. Where'd the woman come in at? I'm not sure. Let's see. Hmm. Not sure. So apparently the man's house where they're hiding out at in the well also had a woman there because now we're being introduced to another woman. I don't think this is the same woman who was passing along the message to David that was aforementioned, but a new one. Verse 19, then the woman took and spread a covering over the well's mouth, mouth and spread garlic, I'm sorry, spread ground grain on it and the thing was not known. So she uh, disguised the well by putting a cover on it and then putting grain on top of it. So uh, pretty crafty. If she just put a cover on it, then they probably would have been suspicious and just opened up the cover and looked down into it. But since she put the cover on it and put grain on top of it, it most likely gave them the impression that it had been that way for a while and someone had been at work on it on top of it. Otherwise, the grain wouldn't be there. So that probably was enough to throw them off, not to look down into the well where the men are hiding, that she's hiding them. And again, it's not clear who this woman is, but once again, it's a woman to the rescue. Um, verse 20, and when Absalom's servants came to the woman at the house, they said, where are Ahimaaz and Jonathan? So the woman said to them, they've gone over the water brook. And when they had searched and could not find them, they returned to Jerusalem. So now the woman is, um, maybe she's lying. Maybe she's telling the truth. Maybe they've already gotten up from the well. We haven't gotten to that part, maybe. Uh, but most likely they're still in the well and she's just lying to cover for them. Uh, but she's being questioned by the authorities, the governmental officials, because that's who they are. They're working for Absalom about where those two are. And she said they've already gone. They went searching for them, couldn't find them. Verse 21. Now it came to pass after they had departed that they came up out of the well and went and told King David and said to David, Arise and cross over the water quickly, for thus, and thus has Ahithophel advised against you. So they were still hiding out in the well. So the woman was lying. And um, she sent them on a wild goose chase looking for them. And when they didn't find them, which they wouldn't, since they're still actually in the well, they returned and reported it back to Absalom. Meantime, the two that were in the well had risen up out of the well and returned to King David with the message to run for his life um, because his own son is hunting him down and his former servant, uh, faithful servant Ahithophel, has given counsel on how to kill him. Verse 22, so David and all the people who were with him arose and crossed over the Jordan by morning light. Not one of them was left who had gone over the Jordan. So we've read that it's hundreds, if not a couple of thousand people with David that are going uh, crossing over and somehow they're not being spotted. So it must be a different, a distance from Jerusalem. Um, but if it's the same Brook Kidron where we read about previously, it can't be that far from it. And it seems like they might have been spotted if that many people on the move. But it is at night and um, and they are being discreet about it. So however it happened, they crossed over and they got away. That's David and his crew. Verse 23. Now when Ahithophel saw that his advice was not followed, he saddled the donkey and arose and went home to his house to his city. Then he put his household in order and hanged himself and died 
and he was buried in his father's tomb. So Judas isn't the first person in the New Testament to hang himself and kill himself and commit suicide. Here we see in the Old Testament, someone else has committed suicide also. And this isn't even the first time. Remember, Saul also tried to commit suicide and ended up uh, having an assisted suicide. Um, so this is probably the second or third, probably the second that I can think of uh, that we've read about the second suicide in the Bible. Um, and he's doing apparently doing it apparently because he feels dishonored because he gave advice that wasn't taken. So because of that, he's put his house in order and hanged himself. Seems dramatic and drastic, but it says that's what it reads. So that's what we're reading it. Verse 24, then David went to Mahanaim and Absalom crossed over the Jordan. He and all the men of Israel with him. So um, David is on the move and so is his son. Verse 25, and Absalom made Amasa captain of the army instead of Joab. Then Amasa, this Amasa was the son of a man whose name was Jithra, an Israelite, who had gone into Abigail, the daughter of Nahash, sister of Zariah, Joab's mother. So there's a whole lot there, the different ties that I'm not even going to try to detangle them. I do know that Joab is a relative also of David, and he's also David's general, you know, his his army commander. Um, so the person Amasa, it seems, has been sexually involved with um, with um, with one of their relatives, with one of Joab's relatives. So they're keeping it in the family. Verse 26, so Israel and Absalom encamped in the land of Gilead. So they fled from where they were and they've made camp in Gilead. That's David and his crew. Verse 27, now it happened when David had come to Mahanaim that, I'm sorry, Absalom and his crew, excuse me, verse, verse 26. Verse 27, now it happened when David had come to Mahanaim that Shobi, the son of Nahash from Rabbah of the people of Ammon, Mashir, the son of Amiel from Lodabar, and Barzillai, the Gileadite from Rokalim. So now David is, uh, uh, it seems, encountering um, some more people, and it's going to go into more detail about who they are, what they're up to in this verse. 28, brought beds and basins, earthen vessels and wheat, barley and flour, parched grain and beans, lentils and parched seeds. So David has loyal followers, it seems even among other people in different areas, including uh, Gilead, Lodabar, and Meshur, uh, people of Ammon, people, foreigners were loyal to David also is basically what it's saying, and even helping him by bringing him sustenance while he's on the run. Verse 29, honey and curd, sheep and cheese of the herd for David and the people who were with him to eat. For they said, the people are hungry and weary, and thirsty in the wilderness. So David is on the run, but he's not alone. People are bringing him provisions from foreigners and even people of his own people uh, to make sure he and those with him have something to eat, drink, and uh, sustain themselves. Um, that was verse 29, though, the last verse in this chapter. So that's where we'll end this reading. As always, thank you for joining me for The Naked Truth. I hope it's a blessing for you and that you'll join me again. And in case you hadn't noticed, there's a new feature here on this platform, Anchor, that allows video um, um, uploads or video versions of the podcast. So I've been updating those. If you're an adult, you can go to my website. It's hungtgirl.com. And um, 
see the video versions of the Gospels that were already recorded since the pandemic. I've been doing this, so um, they won't be the up-to-date ones, but it's the Gospels. We've gone over them. Probably that's probably the third or fourth time. So if you are interested, you can read along with me um, the gospel versions of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, uh, Revelation, and um, the first chapter in the book of Acts, since those are where the red letters are in the Bible. Um, I've uploaded, begun uploading those to my website, and it's free if you want to check them out. And if you um, can't go to an adult website, they're also available here on Anchor. I've been... Um, swapping them out, replacing the audio versions with the audio video versions so you can read along with me visually. So thank you. I love you. I hope you had a good Christmas and I'll see you next time. God bless you. Peace be with you.